Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Calling all operatives. From now to March 30th, MGM National Harbor invokes your skills to play Covert Cash, a spy-themed kiosk game series where classified missions, hidden rewards, and daily thrills await. Sign up for MGM Rewards to play and unlock up to $25,000 in hidden free play daily and entries into our grand escape car drawing on March 30th. Visit MGMNationalHarbor.com slash Covert Cash to begin your mission. Must be 21. Please play responsibly. For help, visit MDGamblingHelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER. Episode 170 of the Aggressive Progressive Podcast. Summer break's over. Time to get back to work. Let's start the show. We are now the defenders of the stronghold of democracy and of equal opportunity. Welcome to the Aggressive Progressive Podcast. I am your host, Christopher Hahn. Thank you, as always, for liking, rating, subscribing, reviewing, and telling your friends about our podcast. I've been off for two weeks. I've been a very productive two weeks. I will talk a little bit about my time hosting on News Nation after the break. It was a very intense experience, and I look forward to uh, sharing that with you on the other side of the break. So I will uh, talk about that shortly. People keep asking me, Chris... Do the Democrats have a chance to hold the House in the midterms? And I have been very pessimistic on that chance. And while today, if I had a gun to my head and was asked to decide, will the Democrats hold the House of Representatives? I would still say that is very unlikely. Republicans have an advantage through gerrymandering. And really, at this point in time, that appears to be their only advantage. Now, keep this in mind. There are two months between now and the midterm elections, a little less than two months. Just it's kind of weird to be thinking that in less than two months, it'll be November. And then, you know, two weeks after that, it'll be Thanksgiving. And what are we going to do? Anyway, I digress. I do think they have a better chance now than they did when we started having this conversation about four months ago. And I've always said, if you guys have seen me on TV, if you've been listening to this podcast for the last year, Uh, I always thought that Roe would be a decisive turning point in the midterms. I did not expect it to be the turning point it has become. Uh, While we were gone, the Democrats won a special election in upstate New York. And some of you listening around the country are like, well, it's New York. Well, upstate New York's a lot more like middle America, like Ohio. Uh, You know, I don't want to say it's like Alabama. It's not. Uh, But it's very different than uh, New York City or the suburbs where I live. The Democrats were not expected to win this seat in New York 19. And every poll that came out had them losing up until Election Day. In fact, you know, a a very good poll taken just a couple of weeks before the election had the Democrat down eight points. The Republican that they were running against, he wasn't the most extreme Republican in the book. I mean, some people might try to paint him as such, but that just wasn't the case. He was a county executive, pretty well-respected, 
probably going to get elected to another seat in the fall because the redistricting has changed and he's not going to be in that district. The Democrat was an excellent candidate, a county executive himself, a graduate of West Point, uh, and he ran a campaign that the minute the Dobbs decision, which overturned Roe, came out, was focused almost exclusively on Republicans taking away a woman's right to choose and Republicans taking away other rights. And it was a successful campaign. Now, I have always said that when the Republicans finally become the dog that catches the car on abortion, they would regret it. I didn't think it would happen so quickly, and it is happening pretty quickly. And I got to tell you, I find it unlikely that the Democrats will cede control of the United States Senate. Now, and again, it's unlikely, not impossible. But unlikely, I I see candidates around this country that just stink. I mean, I talked about Dr. Oz a lot, but but make no mistake, I don't think John Fetterman, the Democrat running in Pennsylvania, is the best candidate for a statewide Pennsylvania campaign. And I get it, he's already been lieutenant governor. Uh, Let me me remind you something. Nobody works, nobody votes for lieutenant governor. Nobody goes out to the polls and says, oh, you know, I really think that our lieutenant governor is going to be a fantastic pick. Yes, he won a Democratic primary to get there. We all know who votes in those primaries. I think he's an excellent candidate for a Democratic primary, but in a general election, not so much. He had a stroke right after he won the Dem, right before he won the Democratic primary, and he has been pretty much out of commission ever since. I think that's actually helped his campaign. I know that sounds cruel, uh, but I think John Fetterman is a bit of a weird guy. And he's running for an office that does not suit itself to weirdness. Now, I know there are some weirdos in the Senate. There are 50 of them on the right side of the of the aisle. Maybe not all 50 of them are weird, but most of them are weird. Uh, we have a few weirdos on our side of the aisle. You know, I, I won't name names, but you could name one yourself, I'm sure. I won't. I was about to name a name, but I don't feel like naming that name because I don't think that person's really that weird. But when you run for the United States Senate, statewide in a state like Pennsylvania, which is basically a 50-50 state, America, it is not a state that's a blue state. Uh, Biden barely won it. Trump barely won it. It's not red. It's a purple state. You need to appeal to the vast middle, and it's a shrinking vast middle, but it's a vast middle. That's where the election will be decided. And showing up to a debate in a hoodie, and and I hope that doesn't happen, is a problem. Not being able to come to the debate because of a a very serious um, medical condition that occurred to him. I I don't know if you call stroke an illness, but a very serious medical situation. That in and of itself could be problematic. Now, he happens to be running against... Uh, probably one of the worst candidates ever in the history of candidates. A guy who should be better at it, but is not. A guy who spent his life on television yet doesn't understand how to communicate. I, I don't get it. But more importantly, the guy's from New Jersey. And he hasn't really been good at proving that he's not just a tourist in Pennsylvania stopping by to pick up their Senate seat on his way to Washington. He has not proven that. He doesn't. He can't even name the town he supposedly lives in correctly. That's a problem. Going to a grocery store and talking about what you're buying for crudite is a problem. And then picking up weird things for crudite. Like, I don't know. I've never dipped asparagus in guacamole. I'm just saying, you know, I I know what crudite is. I'm sorry. I'm not going to pretend to not know these things. And I only know it because I used to wait tables, quite frankly. 
<laughs> but I know what it is, and a lot of people know what it is, and we can pretend that people don't. Uh, yes, I, I'd rather call it a veggie tray. I don't think I've ever in my life said I'm going to put out some crudite. Um, but I knew what it was. I knew what he was talking about, and I thought it was weird what he was picking. <laughs> so I'm just saying. And it would have been good if he got the name of the store he was in correct. And this is, and by the way, this was not some captured video by some, you know, some opposition research team. This was a video he put out himself and could have edited. Somebody should have looked at it and said, mm, maybe this looks a tad elitist for Pennsylvania. Dr. Oz from New Jersey. And, and then they get into a fight over how many homes you own. Uh, that's a lovely one uh, in a time when there's economic strife in America. Let's, let's talk about how many homes we own. So anyway, I mean, it, it, it's, it, he's winning because there's a bad candidate, but there's a lot of time here in Pennsylvania. So here's my advice to the Fetterman team. If he's going to show up to the debate, he needs to show up looking like he wants to work in the United States Senate, not looking like he's, you know, you know, just come in from a, a jog in the winter because he's training to fight Apollo Creed, which is how he generally shows up to events. I'm sorry. Okay. Don't, don't write me a letter and tell me, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm somehow crossing a line by uh, informing him, uh, you know, you know, thinking about him and the way he dresses. I, I'm not. I don't care how he dresses. But I'm not the one who's going to decide the election in Pennsylvania. There's a vast middle who will care. That will matter. If you're going to win by 1%, if you piss off 1% by wearing a freaking hoodie, you're going to lose the election. So put on a tie. Put on a jacket and show up for the debate like you want to be a senator, not like you want to work on the senator's car. I'm sorry. All right. Did I get a little heated about that? I don't want to lose the Senate because this guy's got some shtick he's doing. And let me explain to you. You guys who've listened to me before know I don't like shtick. I don't like that Jim Jordan goes to the floor of, you know, who walks around the Capitol without a jacket on. I don't like it. It's shtick. It's nonsense. I don't like shtick in politics. Take it seriously. I don't think you got to wear a suit every day. Okay, I don't think he needs to wear a suit at every campaign stop. He could wear the hoodie. Say, hey, he's the hoodie guy. But there is a time and a place for hoodies. And there's a time and a place to put on a suit and tie. And the most people who are going to see him when he's running for Senate are not going to be people who show up at Fetterman rallies, and there are going to be very few of them, from what I understand. But they're going to be people who show up at his debates. And I get it. He's having a hard time. A stroke's a tough thing to come back from. And I think he's going to make it. But show up looking for the part. Now look, uh, Republicans have real problems with their candidates across this country. Um, you know, there's a guy running in Ohio who hated Trump, then he loved Trump. Uh, now he's trying to distance himself from Trump again. What is he all about? I, I think that Ryan running in, in Ohio needs to not distance himself from uh, President Biden, we've talked about that already. Uh, I don't think I need to go down that road again. I think in Georgia, the Democrats have an excellent chance to hold on to that seat. Uh, I can't believe how bad a candidate Herschel Walker is. I cannot believe how, I mean, well, I, you know, I, I don't want to be too hard on Herschel Walker. I almost feel like it's abusive them putting him up. I, I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand how Republicans go down this road. If he shows up to a debate, it's all over, right? Now, that said, let me put this caveat on that. There would be very, very low expectations 
for a Herschel Walker debate performance. Very low expectations. So if he shows up, speaks in complete sentences, has some decent points to be made, it will be a win for Herschel Walker. There is nothing better in politics than lowering expectations and then clearing that bar. Now, Reverend Raphael Warnock has been a good senator. He's up to date on all the issues. He speaks in plain English. Georgians like what he says when they hear him talk. Uh, And I think that he would destroy Herschel Walker in a debate. But you never know. That's why they play the games, right? Herschel Walker's a competitive guy. You don't make it to the NFL. You don't become a Heisman Trophy winner without being competitive. And if he finds that competitive spirit, locks himself in a room with his advisors and preps for that debate in a way that is worthy of a United States Senate debate, he might surprise people. So be careful. And I don't know. Look, I'm saying, look, Democrats are going to win the Senate. I'm giving you all the gloom and doom, all the potential pitfalls. But they're there. But that said... I want to go back to where I started this conversation. Dobbs overturning Roe v. Wade. I believe that there will be seats that flip this year that we're not even thinking about. There will be congressional seats that flip. There will be U.S. Senate seats that flip. And I think there'll be at least one governor's mansion that flips. I would love it to be Florida because I really think Ron DeSantis is the next Trump. But I would also love it if it was Texas. I'd probably love it if it was both of them. But I do believe that there is a seat out there that, you know, barring any changes, barring an escalation in the war in Ukraine, bar that, that raises gas prices, spikes gas prices right at the end of October, barring some other unforeseen uh, calamity that happens, I believe that there will be changes because the American people are, are fed up with both you know, the extremism of the right and, of course, their unwillingness to really believe in the democratic process. Threats to democracy now are registering top five in most polls of issues people are concerned about in this country. And it's not just Democrats that are concerned with it. It is registering among Republicans. Republicans are walking away from the MAGA movement in great numbers right now. That spells trouble for somebody. And you got to look at purple states. And I'm sorry, I think Texas is technically a purple state. I know they do voter suppression better than any place else. But, you know, people who want to make a change tend to make that change. They'll find a way. Florida, they don't do voter suppression quite as well. They have some sunshine laws that date back to right after Bush v. Gore or voter election, election laws that make it easier for people to vote in Florida. And I don't know. I think taking away people's rights, that doesn't bode well with most Floridians. And we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens there. There could be a change. You could see Marco Rubio losing. He's got a great opponent. Uh, you know, I could see Charlie Chris becoming governor of Florida. He's been governor of Florida. They know his name. They know he's not an extreme guy on either the left or the right. Kind of hard to paint a former Republican that way. So we'll see what happens. Long way between here and there, though. So keep fighting. Here's what you got to do. You got to find a campaign that matters, that is in need of volunteers, and you got to volunteer. It's just that simple. If you have a question about how to do it, just you know, 
find me on Twitter, at Christopher Hahn on Twitter, or go to ChristopherHahn.com and email me, and I'll help find you a campaign. All right, I'm going to take a quick break. I'm going to come back. I'm going to talk about my experience hosting on News Nation. No guest again this week. Uh, I've been off from radio for a couple of weeks. I'm going to be off for another week or two. So no guest right now, but you got me, and uh, I'll be right back. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Calling all operatives. From now to March 30th, MGM National Harbor invokes your skills to play Covert Cash, a spy-themed kiosk game series where classified missions, hidden rewards, and daily thrills await. Sign up for MGM Rewards to play and unlock up to $25,000 in hidden free play daily and entries into our grand escape car drawing on March 30th. Visit MGMNationalHarbor.com slash Covert Cash to begin your mission. Must be 21. Please play responsibly. For help, visit MDGamblingHelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, that was a long opening segment. For those of you who stuck with me, thank you. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed my rant. Uh, I've been off for a while. I mean, I've been doing a lot of television, um, but I haven't been on the radio or in a podcast situation in about three weeks. So uh, it is fun to be back. It's fun to talk to you and uh, and rant a little bit. But let me let me tell you just briefly before I go here tonight, about my experience hosting on News Nation. So, you know, you guys know I've been doing television, you know, since the 90s, really. I did a show here, a local show called Youth in Politics for a while. Um, When I was younger, uh, before I went to law school and during law school. And then I took a hiatus because I was working for the U.S. Senate and I was doing other things, working in government. And then I got back into television in about 2010 doing hits on Fox News, and then I did some hits on CNN and Current and mostly Fox News. But for the past year or so, probably a little less than a year, I have been doing a lot of work with this new startup national news channel called News Nation. They took over the old WGN. They're part of Nexstar, which owns a lot of local television, and they try to play it down the middle. Um, And I have been coming on a show uh, with a guy named Leland Vittert, uh, seven o'clock uh, Eastern uh, on News Nation. I've been doing it a lot, doing it almost every week. Leland's a good guy. I've known him actually from my Fox News days. Um, so we've done a lot of TV together over the years. He he asked me a couple months ago, "You want to fill in for me when I go on vacation?" He was going going away, and I said, "Yeah, I'd love to do that." I uh, did not realize how intense it would be. I, I first of all, by me saying that, I don't want you to think for a second I didn't enjoy it. It's an intense process. Uh, Lots of emails, lots of calls, uh, lots of time put in for a one-hour show. I mean, you literally start thinking about the show when you wake up in the morning. You know, I'd wake up in the morning, I'd get an email from the producers about potential topics. And then we'd hop on a call uh, a little later in the morning, talk, talk about those topics. I'd give them my opinion. Do I like these topics? Do I not like these topics? I really, you know, I found the staff, uh, the producers, and and the people who ran the show to be awesome. Uh, I mean, really hardworking, smart, 
into it, dedicated, doing everything they could to make me look good. And, and that's very hard. I mean, you've all seen me. So, you know, you're on the phone, you're doing this, then, you know, I got to get into the city, I get there and I'm, I'm, I'm working with them on the scripts and, and trying to, you know, make it sound like my voice. Now, you know, when I do these podcasts, I don't write anything down. I might write down, you know, one or two bullet points of topics I want to hit, but even that uh, is rare for me. I, I like to kind of just do stream of consciousness. And when I'm on the radio, I do stream of consciousness. And when I go on TV, I don't write anything down. I will read something on the topics that are sent me. Uh, by the producers here, what we're going to talk about, you know, be up to date. I'm also always up to date on anything that's going on. So if they want to change the topic, I'm ready to go. But I don't write anything down. I, you know, those of you who know me know I live by the improv method. I'm an improviser uh, by training, frankly. I've done improv, you know, my whole life, but I really got back into it, you know, in the early 2000s uh, when I hooked up with an improv troupe, uh, Friday Night Face Off here on Long Island. Uh, and then work with them both here on Long Island and in the city as they moved into the city to do uh, shows that they've had very successful shows running in New York City for the past you know six years now. I believe in that method. I believe in Dell Close's don't think, react at the top of your intelligence method of improv. And it's harder when I'm hosting a radio show. I can't react. Uh, and, you know, when it's just me, I have to talk, but I'm really reacting to myself. I'm doing a stream of consciousness kind of debate with myself sometimes. So when you get on television, you can't just do that. Everything's timed down to the second and you 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 know, you kind of you kind of want to have graphics and video and other things going on. So there's a lot of writing to go on. And and I don't think look, I don't think I was bad at it, but uh I think that it was harder for me than doing this. Um because this comes very natural to me. Now they they were happy with it. I'm talking to them about doing more stuff with them and that's great. Um and I think I I can get better at it. I think it's something that's learned. And I look, I've been an actor. I've worked with scripts. I've been good at it. Um, obviously, this is a fresh script every day. It's very different. But what I really got to just you know drill down on a little bit more is the intensity of the experience. Working with really talented people who are really into what they're doing, all there to support you. It was heady in a lot of ways. But I also turned myself over to them because I thought, look, I mean, these people have been doing this show. The show looks pretty good when Leland's doing it. Um, let's let them tell me which direction they want to take me in. I don't. This is their show. I'm not trying to rewrite history. And and I think it worked out. And I, I had a lot of fun. And I'm hoping I get a chance to do it again. And, and if you saw it, if you saw any of the episodes I did over there, please let me know what you thought. Um, uh, I got some feedback from some people. And I appreciate that. But you know, reach out to me through the website, ChristopherHahn.com, or tweet me at Christopher Hahn. Mention that you saw me. Let me know what you thought because uh, I'd really like your feedback because, you know, look, this is a good group uh, uh, that listen to this podcast. It's a growing group, ever-growing group, uh, and dedicated to to what we, we all believe here, uh, bringing a nation forward, being a progressive, progressive values. And uh, I, I really do value your opinion. So, If you got one on what I did, please let me know. And remember, now we are in it. This is midterm season. Time to start talking to your friends, neighbors, and relatives who are fed up with the MAGA crazies, whether they be Republicans, Democrats, Independents, or other. There is a growing tide in this country. And the way you beat back that MAGA extremism is you defeat Republicans all over this country 
so that the message is sent, separate yourself from Trump, separate yourself from extremism, dedicate yourself to the United States Constitution and our traditions here, to free and fair elections, to hoping that the most people vote. I remember when politicians used to say, I don't care who you vote for, just go out and vote. They don't do that anymore. They say, if you're not going to vote for me, your vote doesn't matter. And that's not right. And that's got to change. And if you're like me and you believe that that's got to change, get active for the next couple of couple of weeks. Get ready. It's going to be a wild, wild two months. So with that, I'm going to remind you now, as I always do, to seek the truth. Question everyone and everything, even me. Seek the truth. I know it's out there, and I know you'll find it if you look for it. And I'll be back here again next week to tell you the truth as I see it. I'm Chris Hahn. Thanks for listening to the Aggressive Progressive Podcast. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Calling all operatives. From now to March 30th, MGM National Harbor invokes your skills to play Covert Cash, a spy-themed kiosk game series where classified missions, hidden rewards, and daily thrills await. Sign up for MGM Rewards to play and unlock up to $25,000 in hidden free play daily and entries into our grand escape car drawing on March 30th. Visit MGMNationalHarbor.com slash Covert Cash to begin your mission. Must be 21. Please play responsibly. For help, visit MDGamblingHelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER.